Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Long Live Hollywood Podcast. My name is Aaron. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. God bless you all, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going? How are we doing? I hope everyone is doing good. I hope everyone is healthy. I hope everyone is blessed. I hope everyone is safe out there. And I hope everybody is living a beautiful life. I really do. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode. Let's begin. Episode 65 starts right now. Galakazoom, babate boom, babate babate boom. Put it together, what do you got? Bibbidi babbidi boom. You know, Cinderella is the only is the only Disney princess movie that I probably only seen no more than three times. I'm talking about those old school movies like Snow White, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. All of those movies I've seen a billion times. I've seen Beauty and the Beast a billion times, uh, Snow White a billion times, And Cinderella is the only movie that I really don't know the dialogue. The only thing I know by heart, really, is is really the song. But other than that, I don't really know the dialogue of Cinderella. (laughs) I I can pop in Cinderella right now, and it'll be kind of a brand new movie to me. I don't know the dialogue by heart. I know Lion King by heart. I know Beauty and the Beast by heart. I'm just not a big Cinderella person. I like the movie. I do like the movie, but it just doesn't really stand out to me. Why is that? Is it because Cinderella really really doesn't have that much going on in the movie? You know, you got Cinderella, you got the slipper, you got the the ball, you got the little mice, you got the the uh, fairy godmother it's a it's a pretty simple movie compared to the other disney movies like ariel there's a lot that goes on in, in little mermaid you got ariel you got ariel getting her legs which is which was really epic beauty and the beast you got the whole rose petal situation with the beast you got the singing the singing furniture It's a little bit more, like I said, it's a lot more going on. And then when you look at the Cinderella villain, Lady Tremaine, who is a wonderful villain. But she doesn't really command the screen, steal the show like other villains, like Cruella DeVille, for example. Cruella DeVille is not the main character in 101 Dalmatians, not at all, but she is the number one character to watch. You can argue and say she is the star of the show, but not the main character. And she's also very dangerous. She wanted to kill the puppies. Cruella was crazy. She had a plan. Lady Tremaine is not crazy. What was the worst thing that Lady Tremaine did in Cinderella? 
what, lock Cinderella in that room and smash the glass slipper? That's about it. That's not crazy. She wasn't being crazy. What she did was enough for me to say something like, wow, that's messed up. That's messed up. Not crazy, just messed up. Now, there are some Disney villains that are crazy. If you look at Snow White, what was the worst thing that the evil queen did? Make that poison apple. Kill, well, not necessarily kill Snow White, but you know what I mean. Snow White ate that apple. You look at Maleficent. What was the worst thing that Maleficent did in that movie? She cast that spell. She wanted to kill Princess Aurora on her 16th birthday. You look at Scar. What did Scar do? He murdered Mufasa. As good as Lady Tremaine is as a villain, I don't really think she's anyone's favorite Disney villain. Because let's be real. If you made a top 10 favorite villains list, Disney villains list, I don't think Lady Tremaine would be in your top 10. Your top 10 will be something like Ursula, Corella DeVille, Maleficent, uh, the, the Queen. Lady Tremaine would be an honorable mention at best. Or you might kick it off with Lady Tremaine at number 10 and then work your way down to number one. If you guys can remember, do you remember the live action Cinderella film that came out back in 2015 with Lily James, Richard Madden, Kate Blanchett, Helen Bottom Carter? Remember that one? That's actually a pretty good remake, I think. And believe it or not, guys, I, I actually prefer the remake story, the remake remixed story of the live action Cinderella over the original animation story. If that makes any sense, because again, the original story of Cinderella, that 1950 film, I said it, it was just too straightforward for me, just straightforward. But the remake, there's a lot more going on in that one. It's a it's a it's a slightly more busy film. More scenes, more things that happened. And the prince, the prince was a legit character with dialogue. He spoke. He was a legit character. In the animation, he did not have dialogue. He was just simply there in the movie. He did absolutely nothing except dance with Cinderella. He is easily the most boring prince in Disney history. I'm just saying, folks. So again, I really did enjoy the 2015 remake of Cinderella. 
the things that they've added to the movie, I thought was for the best. Those were some good additions. If they would have took the remake and turned it animated, give it that 1950s animation, along with the 1950s voice actors, I would almost choose this version of Cinderella over the original. So anyway, just to close out this topic, I do find Cinderella to be a good movie. It's a bit too straightforward to me. Not a lot goes on, but it's still a pretty good movie. I'm usually never in the mood to watch Cinderella. (laughs) What I mean is, when I'm thinking about watching a Disney movie... I'm talking about maybe like a Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, something a little bit more my taste, I I, I want to say. But usually I'm not in the mood for Cinderella. But if it was to come on TV, if I was to turn on the TV and Cinderella is playing, I'll watch it. I'll watch it without distractions. It does hold my attention. It's not a boring movie. I do own it. It is a good movie. All right, next topic. I want to talk about the upcoming Michael Jackson biopic called Michael. That's coming up. That's coming out next year of 2025. Have you seen the cast so far? The cast of characters who they got. It's looking kind of good, man. Let's see. Who do they got? They got Coleman Domingo. He's going to play Joe Jackson. You got Nia Long, who's going to play Catherine Jackson. You got Julian, yeah, Juliano Valdi. He's going to play Michael Jackson, the kid, uh, Michael as a kid. And then you got Jafar Jackson, who's going to play Michael Jackson, the, uh, the teenage version, teenage adult version, I think. And Jafar Jackson is Michael Jackson's actual nephew, which is really pretty cool, I think. I want to say Jafar is probably the son of Jermaine. I want to say he kind of favors Jermaine. Let's look it up. Hang on. Let me type it in. Yes. Jafar Jafar Jackson is Jermaine's son. Jermaine has 10 kids. My goodness. He has Jafar Jackson, Jermaine Jackson Jr., Your Majesty Jackson, Autumn Jackson, Jamie Jackson, Dante Rendell Jackson, Jeremy Moldando Jackson, and um, they're not showing the rest. But it says here he has 10. Jafar Jackson, I hear he can dance really, really well. Cannot wait to see how he dance. I can't wait for that first trailer to drop. Can't wait for that. It looks like they're going for some some really good talent. Again, the cast. Let me pull it up again. Yeah, 
Coleman Domingo as Joe Jackson, really good actor. He's in Euphoria. Really good actor. Nia Long, who is a wonderful actress, I think. Let's see, who... What movies have I seen with Nia Long? I have seen uh, Boys in the Hood. That's a classic. Friday, classic. I haven't seen any of the Big Mama's Houses. The Big Mama's House movies with Martin Lawrence. I haven't seen not one of those. Are We There Yet? I've seen that one time and that's enough. (laughs) Not the biggest fan of that movie. Soul Food. Yes. She was great in Soul Food. Great movie. When am I going to get Soul Food on Blu-ray? Has that movie ever been released on Blu-ray? Has it made it to DVD, at least? Alright, let's see. The Best Man. I've only seen bits and pieces of it. Bits and pieces. Haven't seen the entire thing. A movie called Missing. That's on Netflix. I've seen that. That's that's actually pretty good. Missing with Nia Long and Storm Reed. Next actor, again, we got Juliando Valdi, who's going to be playing the the kid Michael Jackson, the young kid Michael Jackson. Never heard of this young man, but I know this young man is going to just kill it as the young Michael Jackson. I hope everybody does a good job. Again, I've never heard of this young man. Let me pull up some of his movies and see if I can recognize any of his movies. Maybe I've seen some. Hang on. Let's see. He's got three things, it looks like. He's got something called Faces Faces Music Party, which is a TV series. Never heard of that. He has Bite Size Halloween, which is a TV series as well. Never heard of that. And he also has The Hug Machine, which is also a TV series. And Michael is his next thing that he's doing. So he's pretty new. He's brand new, it looks like. Hopefully he does a really good job. And one more actor that I forgot to mention here is Miles Teller. He's going to be playing John Branca. Miles Teller, he played Rooster in Top Gun Maverick. I thought he did really, really, really good as Rooster. Really good actor. I don't know too many of his movies. Uh, He was in... I'm looking at a list right here. It looks like he was in Whiplash. I think I have that in my collection. Never seen it, but I think I have that on physical media. Let's see, Whiplash. He was in uh, Fantastic Four, the one that came out in 2015. I've never seen that Fantastic Four. I heard it was garbage. (laughs) And he was in that. He was in Get a Job. Never heard of that. Only the Brave. I've heard of it. Never seen it. Divergent. Never seen it. Insurgent, never seen it. So the cast of Michael is looking pretty good, I must say. It's looking pretty solid. Michael comes out next year of 2025. Directed by Antoine Fuqua, the same guy who gave us Training Day. 
He's given us Magnificent Seven and uh, the Equalizer movies. Final topic. Did you guys happen to watch, check out the new Sonic the Hedgehog 3 teaser? It was extremely hype. December 2024. And of course, the big news is Jim Carrey coming out of retirement to play Dr. Robotnik again. Jim Carrey retired back in 2022, I want to say, right at the release of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That's when he announced his retirement. And thank God he's coming back. Because I read they weren't going to recast Jim Carrey. I cannot imagine. Let's say Jim was never going to come back. I cannot imagine how Sonic 3 would be would be made without Robotnik. Is that even possible? I've played a lot of Sonic in my life. I've played Sonic on Genesis to Sega Dreamcast. I played a lot of Sonic and, and Robotnik has always been the villain. His father has been mentioned in the games, but I don't think Robotnik's father has ever been a villain that you had to defeat. A boss fight, if you will. Probably not. I think his father is is dead and gone, passed away. What what I was tr- what I was going at, I, I was thinking they could probably use his father as the main villain in Sonic Three, but his father is probably gone, passed away. So Jim Carrey is coming back as Robotnik. Really good news, great to hear it. But I have a question. You know me, I got some questions. How was Robotnik still alive? Yes, you heard that correctly. How is Robotnik still alive? If you remember the the final f- battle in the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie, when when you saw Robotnik falling to his death, it looked like he was falling to his death. Do you remember that scene? Notice how high in the air he was on top of that robot. He at least fell 200 feet. He was way up there. I'm just saying. (laughs) He was way up there. And now he's just, he's back. He's okay. Not a scratch. How do you survive that? But, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog is basically a live action cartoon. There's a lot of things that don't make sense. <laughs> You're not supposed to take it too seriously, but 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 it is so obvious <laughs> that Robotnik fell from way up there. So here's another question, a much more important question that really no one is asking. So this movie is coming out December 2024. That's later this year the end of this year and we're just now knowing 
We're just now getting the announcement that Jim Carrey is going to be back as Robotnik, right? So that kind of tells me that this movie has not been filming. It seems like they're trying to get things together first. And this movie is supposed to come out in December. Are they cutting it a bit close for December? Should they postpone this movie until maybe March of 2025? Do they even have somebody for for Shadow? The voice of Shadow? A lot of people want Hayden Christensen, the guy that plays Anakin in Star Wars, which is not a bad choice. Another choice that I heard was Keanu Reeves, which is also not a bad choice. They probably already wrote the script already, so I think the script is done. I don't think they've shot anything. They they could have. They could have shot the scenes without Robotnik. But at the same time, you are investing money. So let's say you shot all the scenes without Robotnik and you couldn't get Jim Carrey back on the movie. You just wasted a lot of money. You already invested a lot of time and money on this movie that you can't even finish. It costs millions of dollars to make a movie. I'm going to say this movie has not been shot yet. Has not been filming at all. Because they can't really take that risk. You're telling me you're going to shoot all the scenes without Robotnik. You're going to get all those scenes out of out of the way. And then you're going to hope that Jim Carrey comes back on the movie. And then shoot his scenes. And then now you got a movie. Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Releasing in December of 2024. What do you think folks? Do you think December of 2024 is a bit too soon. It just sounds too soon for me. You got to find your actors. You got to film it. You got to go on location. You got to go to San Francisco. You got to go to Florida. Uh, wherever this movie is shot. How many locations they got to they gotta do. They got to shoot it in those locations. That takes a lot of time. You got to film it. You got to do some editing. You're the director and you're watching your movie. And you're noticing that some of the CGI is off. Uh, I got to fix that. And uh, I got to fix this. Got to fix that. I got to reshoot that. Do some reshoots. But then again, maybe maybe it's, it's not like that at all. Maybe the announcement of Jim Carrey is something that we are literally just now knowing but maybe Jim has already filmed some scenes, you know, maybe he's already shot some stuff, shot a few scenes here and there. And now we're just now knowing that he's a part of the movie. I just don't want them to rush anything. You got Shadow and Sonic in the same movie. Please do not rush this movie. If you have to. Delay it. Delay it. If you got to rewrite some stuff, rewrite some stuff. If you got to reshoot some stuff, reshoot some stuff. But you don't really have to hit that December, that December month. 
you can push it to February or March. So Sonic the Hedgehog 3 should be epic. Nothing short of epic. If you're a Sonic fan, like I am, I know for a fact that you are extremely excited. Very exciting teaser trailer that they gave us. Will Sonic the Hedgehog 3 have a Super Bowl trailer? We do not know if anything has been shot yet, especially scenes involving Dr. Robotnik. You cannot have an official Sonic trailer without showing Robotnik. You just can't sell a movie that way. That's like having an official trailer of, of Super Mario Brothers without showing Bowser. You can't. You got to have Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Shadow, and Robotnik. All right, that's all the topics for this episode. Thank you for listening, guys and girls. Thank you for tuning in to the Long Live Hollywood podcast. This is episode 65. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate that. So how's it going, guys? How you been? What's new? So I went on Amazon.com. And I bought Cinderella on 4K, the animated 19, came out in 1950. I really bought it for the collection. Thank God when I bought it, thank God I, I popped in the movie. I popped it in right away when I got it because I wanted to look at the quality. All I kept hearing was, man, the visuals, they did a really good job on this 4K, uh, on this 4K transfer. So, you know, I kind of skipped, skipped around the scenes. Like, oh, yeah, that does look pretty good. But thank God I did it. Why? Because the disc was defective. I think this is the first time that I've ever had a defective disc. I cannot remember. I don't think I've ever had a defective disc. And if you haven't picked up Cinderella on 4k um do make sure it was defective in a way as soon as the movie opened in the intro you know with the with the, the storybook you know that little intro scene with the book opens immediate audio problems the music was kind of staticky and then when the story got going the dialogue was kind of staticky as well some scenes were better than others Basically, the audio was staticky. At first, I thought it was my headphones. So I disconnected the headphones and began to listen to the movie with my TV soundbar. Still the same issue. So I I disconnected the soundbar or whatever. And then I began to listen to the movie just with the TV. No external devices, just the TV. Still the same problem. So I did get an exchange from Amazon. No problem. And the disc works flawlessly. No issues of any kind. So for those of you who are planning on buying the movie, do make sure there are no defective issues. No issues with your disc of, of Cinderella on 4K. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the episode. Thank you for listening. This is episode 65. Thank you for tuning in. That is a wrap. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Long Live Hollywood podcast. My name is Aaron. Be safe out there. Love each other. Do nice things for each other and good things will come to you. I promise you. Take care now. Bye-bye.